Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. That's what she's always looking for. <clears throat> was that so, it right there? Was that you faking like you were doing know. it? <laughs> we could be on, we could not be on. Last time I was here, we weren't even sure it was actually being recorded. I've, I've had that yeah. happen to me a couple right. of times. I know. Yeah. I noticed you took out the part about me being the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught that? I thought about leaving it. Oh, no, I caught it. Yeah. But it went on for a while, so... Well, that wasn't... I. We, so last time Deacon Dave was here, we had some technical difficulties, mm-hmm. and uh, halfway through, he's always vying to be an, an MC here. Yeah. So what Tina is greatly avoiding becoming... <laughs> It's something is that you want to become. This I'm wanting true. to be the MC. I know. That's right. And so last time when we had technical difficulties, um, I got up out of my seat to try and fix some things, and Deacon tried to move in Uh-oh. and take over. Is that what happened to no, the I equipment? I did move in. And take- yeah, that's probably why the equipment didn't work on one of our last that's podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Father John, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. We did a recording with Father John Babb, and unfortunately had some bad technical difficulties. Um, uh, it, it, the audio didn't come out, so no. then we have to redo it. So yeah. we're I thought, very sad about I thought it. Thought it was on, wasn't it? Father John Babb wasn't he the last one out, or was that? No, else? I put a picture of him on Instagram because we were very excited to have him in the studio. Oh, it hadn't come out yet. It hadn't come out yet, yeah. and it won't come out until we do another get him recording back on this him. side of the water. That's well, right. Sam, tell him I'm not sure about the beard. Oh, really? Well, he'll hear. Did now. he have a beard? Yeah, I'm not sure about the beard. <laughs> yeah. When we yeah. saw him? You sat there the whole time and didn't really? notice he had a no. beard? No, uh-uh, I didn't notice at all. Yeah, well, I can pull up a picture and show it to you. It's a very, I mean, it, it's a, it, he's doing a good job with the beard. It makes him look older, which is Gosh, maybe what he's going it. for. Let me see wow. it again. Yeah, the smile is great. The beard. Really? So Father John, there, you need to work Father on that. Father John, it, it, it suits you because I didn't even notice it. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't try to get me in trouble, Tina. <laughs> I could do that on my own. <laughs> I love the beard, Father John Babb, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> let it let it be known. Two of the three of us will be going to confession <laughs> later this evening. <laughs> well, folks, welcome back to another episode of the uh, Vici Minim Show, um, where we talk about wonderful things like Father John Babb's beard. Um, no, really, we actually talk about more interesting things. Um, but uh, this week on the show, we have back in the studio Deacon Dave Reeves. We're very excited to have you. And we also have Tina Wandersee here, and I'm Austin Fahrenholt. Um, so the topic that we have in mind to discuss today is something that uh, that I think is pretty close to your heart, Deacon. Yes. Um, uh, it's retreats. So, Deacon, you're involved with, with one retreat in particular, the Curcio retreats, right? There you go, bringing up Curcio again. I don't know why you have to do that. <laughs> Tina, have you been on I Curcio? Was, I, I would have brought it up because I have been on okay. Curcio back in the uh, 90s. <laughs> Me too, back in the 90s. Yes, and I even uh, was on team once. So, the, actually, the last retreat I feel like I was on was a Curcio. You haven't been on a retreat in over 20 years? Yeah, well, the one that I that I helped uh, on team with was uh, back in two thousand and six or seven or something like that. So it's been, but Since I wasn't on. on I haven't been myself. No, on an official retreat. No. Well, why do you think that time. is? Because that's actually a that, good point. That well, we wanted. it's actually not true what she's saying. 
Okay, well, because we've had staff retreats. Oh, we have. Well, she's day already retreats. going on. Con- <laughs> this is true. We have had staff day retreats. Uh-huh. Okay, but she's already going on to confession, so it's. I am. Let's just make a list. <laughs> yeah, might as well just so get let's it all just written keep down. Keep going on that, God. No, but it is interesting because yeah. oftentimes, why do you think you haven't? Other than a work-related retreat, you said you haven't Correct. been on a retreat. Yes. So why? Why do you think that is? I would love to. I would love to get away and go for a weekend or so on a retreat. Money, and uh, and time. But more to the point, money. Okay. Cost. So yeah. there are many different ways that we can go on retreat mm-hmm. where it doesn't necessarily have to cost money. And mm-hmm. one of the things I was told during formation and back when I was doing, am I allowed to say spiritual direction? <laughs> it's too late. I already did. Back when I was taking spiritual direction <laughs> class, they said one hour a day. Uh-huh. We think about this with prayer. Yeah. But you know, spending time with God is, is going on retreat and prayer is that. One day a month Mm -hmm. and one week a year. And the leader of our spiritual direction class, she said what she would do is she would take one Saturday a month. She wouldn't turn the TV on. And she would basically either have her books or Mm -hmm. a place she would sit. Or she would just basically dedicate eight hours of that day Mm -hmm. to spending it with God in whatever way possible. So that's an absolutely free And that I have done. Yes. I I, I do, of course, participate in well, let me ask you, Deacon, that. why is it, why should we, as the faithful, go on retreat? Number one, we get, as Tina said, we get all wrapped up. I'm taking my jacket off, so yeah. if it's making a lot of noise, I, I No, that's fine. We've had, it was cold in this building, now it's hot, so. Uh, we, we get so wrapped up in our everyday life, and I can tell you, for me personally, yeah. and I was just talking about this with a group last week, you can, you can be praying, and our prayer can become so routine that we're not necessarily even praying anymore. We're just going through a process. Right. I do morning and evening prayer, and I most of the time listen to it on my way to work and back from work. Mm-hmm. And I'll find sometimes I will get all the way home, and I will go, okay, what, what was I just praying? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we get distracted by everything that's going on, and even right. our routines uh, become can become, I don't want to say meaningless, but they lose their value because we're not really focused on them. Mm-hmm. So when we get away from our routine and we get out somewhere where we don't know people, right. uh, the right. environment's different, it's right. not familiar, right. we start to pay attention to things a little bit more than we normally would. Uh, the last retreat I did, a major retreat, was a five-day silent retreat. Oh, wow. I don't like being quiet. <laughs> and for me, it was a serious challenge. So I modified my silent retreat. And I went on a lot of hikes mm-hmm. off campus, and I actually, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I actually went and played golf by myself mm-hmm. one day, by myself, did not talk to anybody. But it was amazing because I was not distracted by anything. Right. And so I saw God and nature and had the chance to think about things that otherwise I wouldn't. Yeah. So you think about your normal everyday mm-hmm. life, it's very busy. And you don't have time to really mm-hmm. withdraw and think about what's going on in your life and how God is moving in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Tina? What am I thinking about yes. that? Or what? whatever. Well, I, I, I guess there are um, times that I take away during the day. So I, I may get away for an hour uh, or hide off in my office or whatever to spend some quiet time. Um, it's difficult for me to do that in the Blessed Sacrament because there's... Uh, so many people who could need me, 
<laughs> in the, in coming the through the blessed, yeah, yeah, the blessed sacrament chapel. But um, I do remember as you're as you're speaking about going off and playing golf. Um, I do remember when I had uh, a lot of freedom and uh, and the trail was a little bit uh, safer than it is now. But I would go over to the Nolan Trail here and just walk by myself um, and sometimes uh, talk aloud to God because nobody else was around. And found that uh, that time was uh, a great time for me to um, break away and to be able to have conversation uh, with God. Now there's uh, warnings up about, uh, you know, some crazy that could be in the in the woods, you know, call this number if you're in trouble. And so I don't I don't walk by myself anymore in there. But uh, I would love to just get away from um, everything that's going on and have enough time to really um, set aside everything that's in my mind, uh, everything that's uh, on my heart and transition to some real quiet time uh, with God. It's amazing. Go ahead, Austin. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I think that there's there's something profound that you're saying that you would you'd like to get away. You know, I think that you can kind of see that in our culture, uh, this desire to kind of get away from the hectic, to get away from the crazy. You know, and uh, sometimes it almost takes its form. Uh, I'm not talking about you know in, in this room in particular, but sometimes that can take its form in a sort of escapism. How do I get out of the crazy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And where do we want to go? It's like we can all recognize that we live in a, in a wild world, um, so we'd like a break from it. So where do we go? You know, and that can kind of take its form, I think, for a lot of people and, and look and look like a lot of different things. Like Correct. maybe it is that, that favorite form of recreation, uh, like golf or something else, and just golf for golf's sake, or... Uh, or traveling or, you know, or the local dive, you know, whatever it is. It's like we want to get away from the crazy and all the mm-hmm. noise. But I think retreats, uh, and I'm sure you would have more to say about this, Deacon, but I think retreats give you that that um, <clears throat> that break from the crazy. They give you that escape in a sense, but escape to something, not escape from something. Exactly. Hmm. And, and, and as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, some people might think a retreat is going on a vacation with your family uh, or going on a pilgrimage uh, with a group from church or something. I would say those can sort of be a retreat, but to me, they're not really a retreat because you're really very active. You're engaging a lot of mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. uh, during that time. And most of the time when I come back from a pilgrimage or from vacation, I need a vacation. Right. Because right. you are so busy. I will tell you, when I went on that five-day silent retreat, which I thought I would never accomplish, I slept from 9 o'clock in the morning until – I mean at night, not in the morning. <laughs> 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no wonder about, you were able to be silent. Yeah, until about <laughs> – until about uh, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock the next morning. And wow. I did that every single day. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, I can't sleep more than five hours. Mm. And so the incredible uh, rejuvenation that mm-hmm. I received, the relaxation, and I probably read more of just reading the Bible than I would ever normally do because I was there. It was mm-hmm. amazing for me because I ended up doing things I never normally do, including when I went on my hikes, I would actually go up to the top and I would write letters mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. I don't write letters to people, but I did. I actually dedicated certain walks to certain people. And then when I got to the top, 
I would write them a letter and put it in my bag and come back, and then I would send it off to them. So it was an incredible time for me to really pay attention to the parts of my life, including God, of course, that Mm -hmm. I don't normally focus on. So I reached God in, or he reached me in some different ways than my normal avenues mm-hmm. uh, during my daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's uh, yeah, I think that's beautiful. And I think that there, when I think of retreats sometimes, I think of it as like, as going on a date almost. Like for, for a good, healthy marriage, it's nice to date your spouse sometimes, to actually get away from the kids. Claire and I have been talking about it and been making plans to go on a date. We haven't been on one in a while. And we, you know, we really mm-hmm. want to just go have dinner and talk with each other. Um, and I think retreats offer that with our relationship with God. And there is a mutual component to it. Because on the one hand, I think it's great for us to be able to go and spend time with our Lord. And we get refreshed by Him. I think on the other hand, too, um, and we talked about this a little bit in that Consoling the Heart episode. Yeah. That our Lord also uh, is refreshed by our presence with Him because mm-hmm. He loves us so much, and you—that's in a little kind of evidenced when He is on the cross and He says, "I thirst." You know, Mother Teresa understood that as I'm thirsting for your soul, and that when we go and spend time with Him uh, and take time away from all the other priorities and say, "No, you're the priority at this time," that um, I think it really pleases our Lord. It really does. In fact, I was uh, I did a homily last week, and I asked everybody, I said, well, where is God on your priority ladder? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, at least for, for most of the people listening to this show, that they're, God's high on their priority ladder. But God really needs to be number one on our priority ladder all the time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to go off, as you suggest, to, to keep him number one and spend some quality time yeah, yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. I did want to say one more thing about mm-hmm. marriage. You brought up marriage. Yeah. My wife and I try to once every three months go to a bed and breakfast. Nice. And there's no TVs. Mm-hmm. We just schedule activities, and we spend time with each other. And we'll sit together on the couch and read. So we really get out of our normal routine, mm-hmm. and it is awesome. Mm. Because when you're spending time with your wife, you're truly spending time with Christ. Because if Christ is at the center of your marriage mm-hmm. and y'all are taking time to go off, in its own way, it certainly is a retreat. And for us, it's been great for our marriage. Mm-hmm. So we really focus on making sure we have that getaway time with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that for, for me, when I think of retreat or going uh, away on retreat, that um, it's it's a little bit more than uh, maybe the the time uh, that I spend with God in prayer each each day, um, because just the the word retreat has a certain connotation for me um, that is uh, that that means that if I take um, uh, time uh, this amount of time, let's say it's a weekend or whatever, away with God, that um, that I allow for Him to uh, draw me uh, close enough that a, that a major shift is allowed to happen in my life. And uh, and that to me is different than uh, maybe everyday prayer where we where we do encounter him. He is changing us a uh, little bit by little bit. 
But if I'm preparing to go on a retreat, um, I'm, I'm kind of like a child at heart. I plan for something spectacular to happen. <laughs> this is not just going to be um, time away and maybe God will speak to me. I plan on him speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> something something major happening and so uh so that's the i mean i think that for me that's at the heart of of the retreat it's really interesting um the word expectation yeah comes to mind when you say that and i think that's very true of all of us when we do Crisio weekends uh and other retreats i encourage people to not have any expectations yeah because i know for me at least when i have expectations i'm usually disappointed in, in the uh-huh. outcome. And then sometimes it actually clouds um, what maybe God's trying to do. I'm not saying right. it's bad to have no, expectations no, no. at I, all, I don't hear you but I just, that. I actually am thinking yes. uh, that the less expectations we have and the more open our heart, because God really surprises me sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with what happens on retreats and you just never know what direction. Right. I was talking to a group the other week and I said, you know, God's sneaky. And mm-hmm. he will sneak up on you and, as you said, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, bring about some sort of conversion in your right, life right. that maybe you weren't even expecting, right. which is really very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's his preferred way of, of revealing himself to us. It's always in, like, uh, is in the secret ways, the ways I try to catch him. Like, I like, I like to be like, all right, I think, I think, you know, you haven't revealed yourself to me in this way in a while, so I think you're going to do it like this. And then, you know, he just always is ever surprising uh, his beloved, his people, you know. And I think that's just an awesome reality of love. And and I haven't been married a very long time, closing in on seven years. But it still is so cool when when my wife does something unexpected, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's such a wonderful expression of love. Um, And I know she appreciates it when I do. And... God is like that all the time where he just wants mm-hmm. to unexpectedly shower us with love. And when we make that space in a retreat, I think that there's just all the opportunity in the world for him to express himself mm-hmm. uh, and express mm-hmm. his love for us. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, you reminded me of the epiphany, which we just celebrated a little uh-huh. over a week ago, and the fact that God is constantly wanting to reveal himself to us in many different ways. And it's... Uh, the analogy I used is there's so much going on. There's a lot of clouds in our life. There's a lot of distractions that mm-hmm. oftentimes we can't see the stars that are up in the sky. The reality of it is, is the stars are still there. Mm-hmm. God is still there. Mm-hmm. And when we get rid of all of those distractions, all of a sudden the clouds clear. It's mm-hmm. a dark, cold night. The moon's not shining and you can see the brilliance mm-hmm. of what's happening up mm-hmm. in the stars. Mm-hmm. And I think that the God can do exactly the same thing for us as well. He can reveal himself in those moments where we kind of let our guard down mm-hmm. and let all the distractions melt away. And then he fills our heart in a very special way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you ever done the uh, the Myers-Briggs personality test? Yeah, I just did it a couple of weeks ago. Did you really? Yes. Nice. ESFJ. ESFJ. Very nice. Okay. Um, so I read something not terribly long ago that um, – Actually, we did this at a staff retreat mm-hmm. uh, thing where we talked about the spiritualities of different personality types. Mm-hmm. And at a retreat, the predominant um, personality temperament that's there is usually an NF or like an SF or something. So for anybody listening who's never heard of the Myers-Briggs, it's a uh, it's just a personality 
indicator that kind of gives you some insight into how you respond to things, how you act. But the F is interesting. It's a feeler, mm-hmm. you know, so you process a lot through your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I am a thinker. I'm a T. So I always get very nervous before a retreat. Like, um, Curcio, I got very nervous. A lot of retreats, I get very nervous that it's going to be filled with feelers and I'm going to be forced to go and like, and have this sensational experience that, that I don't, me, Austin, I don't want to have, but, um, but I'll say that, uh, that I usually have to enter into that and just embrace that about myself. So to anybody who's more of a thinker, when they hear retreat, they think guitars and let's express our emotions. Like just know that this person talking to you through the microphone experiences (laughs) that as well. Yes. (laughs) But I, I think, uh, I think that there's a more profound reality that, um, that while uh, that that we are human beings and we have a wide array of um, of we're rational be- beings, we're also emotional be- beings, feeling beings, and so a retreat can open up space to you to not just go and and feel something all the time, but also to think, to understand, um, to and and God knows the way that you are. He knows your personality more deeply than we know it ourselves. And so I find usually when I take time for retreat, he comes to me in a way that is surprising, but that is also a way that I need um, him to come to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And he knows me. It's, you know, sometimes it's through a revelation or an idea. I love ideas. I'm an idea person. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be like a revelation or an idea, but it's not just the idea itself. It's like the idea with all sorts of his presence and feeling you know it's overwhelming but he comes like primarily through the way i most desire to perceive mm-hmm, things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're shaking your head yeah too. i mean I, I i would agree with that when as you say that i'm thinking uh for me uh god knows that um i'm relational and things that are happening in relationship um i associate uh, mimicking my relationship with him so if something's going wrong in a relationship um, I, I quickly um, look and see my relationship with God and see if that same uh, breakup uh, is happening um, mm-hmm. and uh, to try to reconcile it. Or if uh, something um, is uh, uh, good is going on, um, I, the Lord speaks to me through, through, through that, you know, through relationship and uh, in different situations. We've, we've shared about that um, in the ministry that I do with uh, refugees, um, uh, just some things, some breakdowns in communication um, that we have. Um, I can see how uh, maybe there's a breakdown in communication that can happen with God because um, uh, we oftentimes uh, don't speak the same language, being that God's not physically present here speaking to me in English, uh, but maybe speaking in a more spiritual way. Uh, I know that uh, it's important to uh, to pay attention and to learn um, that sort of language, to be aware of, of the different ways that God's taking care of me. So, yeah, I, you know, I agree. I think that we all have a different um, uh, a way of being and communicating with each other and with God. And, and I think that being on retreat only helps to, to foster that, to, to build that, uh, to help us uh, connect with that. I agree. And I, as y'all are talking, I'm thinking sometimes we think because of our personality type 
that we're going to only enjoy a certain type of retreat. <laughs> right. And you really need to allow yourself, because if you told me to go on an, I, I don't want to go on a silent retreat. They made me go on it. <laughs> they said you had to do it if you wanted to become a deacon. I said, mm-hmm. okay. But when I went, I was like, wow, this is Right. It, it was it was a, it was a struggle to a certain extent, but I modified it to meet my needs and still be silent, and it was beautiful. So, I would encourage you to maybe go on something that's you don't think is going to be comfortable, which is what mm-hmm. you were saying, Austin. Right. Allow God to nudge you out of your comfort zone because that person that's speaking to you, that's inviting you, is hopefully being guided by the Holy Spirit, and that's mm-hmm. why they're asking you because you might find out some things about yourself that. You didn't realize, or maybe you might have an experience of, wow, I really could do this, or wow, this was a, this was refreshing and great. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Now you've got another avenue by which to retreat and to spend time with God, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, I'm pretty sure Jesus came out of his comfort zone for us. Yes. To go and become a man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can at least give a, a weekend or, or a day or something out of our comfort zone. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you just when it comes to retreats. I think that uh, sometimes we can, because we've been talking a lot about experience, you know, um, that there can be a temptation to to almost be like experience hopping, like to go retreat. You know, some people, they don't ever go on retreat. Other people are love retreats, and that's not, not a bad thing at all. But there is that, that temptation, I think, to kind of look for the next What's the next experience? Spiritual high. Yeah, like what's the next spiritual high? Um, And Tina, we've talked about this before. Just I don't know if we have on air, but that there's uh, that that there is like there's experience, you Mm -hmm. know, and there's that that feeling that we get. But that's a gift from God. That's not God Himself. Do you have any? Do either of you have? Well, you know, when you say that, I think of, um, you know, there's so much beauty to be had in ordinary life um, and in the experiences of ordinary life. And uh, oftentimes I think that when, um, and you can probably speak more to this, Deacon, but there can be times where uh, where one is going from spiritual high to spiritual high, but that's not impacting everyday life. It's not changing mm. everyday life, where when one comes down from the mountain, it's the boring routine of everyday life, and when can I get to the next retreat so that I can feel good or feel God or experience Him? And uh, this can be sort of uh, gluttonous, you know, um, just... Yeah. Spiritual uh, gluttony. Yeah. You know... Um, well, I think that Sometimes there can be some confusion between what a spiritual high is and an emotional high. Mm. And so, yeah, that's and, oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and that's why you, you're, you're continually needing or perceiving that you right. need something because right. you're not really getting something that's sustainable, right. Right. something that's going to last for you, which a spiritual encounter is going to last. You're probably still going to come down like a Crisio, yeah. but it's going to have some lasting, permanent uh, impact yeah. on you. And then I was going to say something, and it just went, emotional high. Emotional high. It was something else, but that's okay. So speak on while I remember what I was going to say. That's right. My goodness. <laughs> the nice thing is this isn't live, so we can just cut yeah. this section that's out right. until that's you remember. Right. That's You're going to cut it out. We can. I don't know. You don't have to cut it out. That's part of the humor in it. <laughs> It's okay. It'll come the to me in a minute. Element. I know. I can't. It's gone. So y'all are going to have to. I know. But there It'll is something. Back. For me, there is something very beautiful about or, the ordinary life. 
there, the day to day, there are so many uh, beautiful encounters that one can have um, throughout the day, and um, that I think that people um, miss out on connecting into that can be sort of um, uh, mini epiphanies, if you will. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. that I think that if one is t- is is going too strong and hard all the time for the great moments, that they really do miss those small epiphanies that can bring so much more uh, uh, enrichment and joy to their life than even the the dramatic. Oh, absolutely, experience. and and you can get those kind of experiences in a two hour retreat or a right. a one day retreat, and those help to sustain you as well and to to build your spirituality. What I was going to say was is a lot of times when we go to retreats, we are we use our retreat time to decompress, and while that's okay, we also need to sort of have a pre retreat to allow ourselves to be emptied out, if you will. As you talked about, God emptied himself, emptied himself mm-hmm. uh, and poured himself into humanity. We, too, need to do the same thing. We need to mm-hmm. sort of empty ourselves of our humanity a little bit mm-hmm. so that when we enter into retreat, we can be filled with God's Very divinity. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. You remembered that. I am, yeah. too. That was, that was absolutely yeah. Deacon Davey's out. I'm out. <laughs> done. Well, and I think I think what you were saying earlier, Tina, too, is also just so important that it that it it comes back into our lives. Like uh, a retreat, you know, Claire and I, we try to have a retreat every day just to take time out to pray, mm-hmm. you know, in quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, try to do it before the kids wake up. It doesn't always work, depending on how early they want to wake up. But yeah. you know, we try mm-hmm. to take that time and and make it like a retreat and understand, you know, what is it, God, that you want that you would have me do today? Or even better, who is it that you would have me be today, you know, for you? Uh how can I better be Austin um mm-hmm. to glorify you today, Lord? And that's uh and I think at at its heart that's what a retreat also helps us do is to come back into the world on fire um, to be exactly who it is that he made us to be. And those experiences, the prayers, the silence, the recreation, all of that is, is um, God mm-hmm. uses that to help us better become exactly who we are supposed to be. As a, as a man, uh-huh. when we go on the Chrysia weekends and we are all praying together as men, it is powerful and transforming to see a group of guys who individually couldn't muster up anything Mm -hmm. but together on that weekend it is powerful Mm -hmm. and you can feel god's presence in that and you there's this you make friends when you go on certain types of retreats Mm -hmm. lifelong christian friends and those people become a part of your community a part of your support group you may not have even known them before that particular weekend Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it it does some connecting for you as well when you go on retreats i also want to bring up one other thing tina Mm -hmm. Have you ever been on a guided retreat? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? A guided retreat? Yeah. Uh huh. So I know. I, I know what you're talking about. I've not been on one. I've I've been on some like an Ignatian guided retreat or it, something like it, that. And you and yeah, you, you actually a, yeah, you have a spiritual director on the retreat. Exactly. Yeah. And no, I haven't. Yeah, he's giving to, but, he or she is giving talks. Yeah. They're giving you yeah. assignments. Yes. And it's a really cool way to do a retreat mm-hmm. uh, in combination with just enjoying whatever facility right. you're at, talking right. to the people that are there, but then having these. 
specific questions, and you got to believe that God has placed those particular questions there for a reason. Yeah. And of yeah. course, those questions mean something different right. uh, to everyone as being that. So you, I would encourage people to do that mm-hmm. if you haven't done mm-hmm. that, because it's a cool opportunity. You know, I found, too, that uh, that Jesus will knock on your heart, and he'll keep knocking when it comes to your retreat sometimes. They will hear about, about it and be like, nope, never, not interested. But then it'll come back. It'll knock again like, hey, come on, you know. Come away with me. Yeah. Like, no, 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 yeah. not yet. Well, maybe later, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, uh, you're hearing this and saying, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're a definite no or you're on the fence or something, just know our Lord keeps knocking and just keep listening. You know, that he does want you to come away with him because mm-hmm. ultimately we're going to be on an eternal retreat. Um, and so he wants, to, he wants you to come away uh, with him while we're here on earth. And so, um, so maybe that this is another knocking on your heart that, that there's a retreat in mind or, or you've heard of one. Give it a thought. Give us some discernment. Do you have any final things I, to say? I, it's final again. Can you wow. believe it? We've, it's the fastest. we've passed 30 minutes already. You know, we, we think that the world is not going to be able to make it without us while we're on retreat, <laughs> that our... That our family's not going to be able to make it, that work is not going to be able to make it, and that we are the linchpin to all of society. The reality of it is, is that's what well, no, that's what the devil's telling us. Oh, that we you can't go spend time with God. You are yeah. way too important to do that. No, you're not. So just take the time, get away. It will actually make you be better at work, better with your family, mm-hmm. better with your friends, and everything you do. Because God is the very source of who we are. Mm-hmm. And when we start to lose touch with that, there's a slow erosion that begins to take place mm-hmm. in our lives. That's why it's so important for us to go on retreat. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, I think we should end on that. So, well, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Deacon Dave, always a pleasure having you in the studio. Uh, and you too, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Who took my seat, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to remind <clears throat> remind everyone uh, that we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. So please leave us a message. Um, uh, give us a post. Give us your thoughts. What has been your experience on retreat? We'd love to know. Um, so until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you.